0: You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. Hi, Rick Presser here, part of the Movement Day team here in Australia. You're going to love my special guest today. Um, my special guest today is Kevin Palau. Kevin, welcome uh, today. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Kevin is the President and CEO of the Lewis Palau Association and has been in that role for decades now. And <laughs> yes. um, many of you would be familiar with the Lewis Palau name and uh, our condolences as well to you. Thank Kevin you, Rick. You know, dad,
1: dad loved Australia, and what a blessing for my brother Andrew and my other brothers and I to have such an amazing dad that was single-minded, loving the local church, and loving unity, and just wanting to see more people encounter the love of Jesus Christ.
0: Amazing. Um, Yeah, that, for, for those of you watching... Um, uh, Kevin uh, lost his dad it was early in the year in March, and uh, it was a tremendous celebration of his life online, um, but also was a um, visitor and investor uh, into our city uh, over decades, actually, in the Plough Association. We're very thankful for, and some of you listening to radio uh, in Australia uh, would be very familiar with Reaching Your World with Louis Palau, <laughs> great little snippets that are still on air today. Uh, the the Plow Association, and um, you'd be familiar with it. Um, they do festivals. They're a catalyst for uh, what's called now around the world city serve and the mobilization of the church. Uh, also city gospel movements, um, prayer, and the mobilization of evangelists around the world. So it's a very extensive, been around a very long time, very credible um, association, Lewis Plow Association. Kevin, but for you in our conversation today, I'd just like us to lean into two things mainly. Um, You're working in Portland, Oregon, is where you guys are located. That's your um, home location in the United States. Uh, And then we want to shift the conversation to part of the Palau Association Energy and Work, a significant part, city gospel movements. And so let's... Open up the conversation a little bit, um, Andrew. Around Portland, Oregon, you helped to lead um, what's called Together PDX. Uh, Just explain the name first for (laughs) us. Yeah, Yeah, yes, exactly. Because yeah, PDX is
1: our airport code. You know, every city has its three-letter airport code, and so so that this united movement of the church in Portland, Oregon, would include Beaverton, Oregon, and Gresham, and Vancouver, Washington and not just the city of Portland. We use the airport code as a little bit of a more of a unifier. But, yeah. um, you know, if people don't know much or anything about Portland, Oregon, it's actually a, almost kind of a European or Australian-like American city. Some Australians and others in the West may think of the U.S. all as like a Bible Belt place. And you got these mega churches. not so much in Portland. We can identify with places that are very post-Christian and where you feel like, oh my gosh, I, it's so antagonistic. The whole culture feels like it's coming against us and attacking our beliefs and nobody seems interested in Jesus. We can, we can identify, we can sympathize. We're places where the church has, has unfortunately, right or wrong, developed a bad reputation or been viewed primarily as against this or against that. So, you know, in our case, almost 20 years ago, we were traveling all around the world doing things, but we'd done very little in our home city. God got a hold of us and we said, isn't there more we can do in our very unchurched city? And we were planning one of these festivals that we've done all around the world, but we said, you know, what if it could be the start of a more sustainable effort Mm. to make a difference in the city? And, And what would it take to not just have an event with believers and unity and hoping people will bring their friends, which is awesome. But how could we kind of come alongside our city and begin to break down some of the negative stereotypes? So we did something very simple and obvious, but we'd never done it before. We went to our mayor who at the time, this shows you how long ago this was, he was the first openly gay mayor of a top 25 city in the country. Yeah. And he had so therefore he had some misgivings. I'm not sure about these Christians. Uh, can I trust them? And we were a little unsure, like, our how is this going to work? And we went there with a humble attitude of saying, you know what? We know the church in Portland has a sad reputation of being mainly negative and anti this. We don't we, we don't want to be known primarily for that. We want to be known for loving and caring about the city. We use we didn't quote this verse as a verse, but we were inspired by Jeremiah 29 7, seek the shalom, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. And many believers feel like, yes, I feel like I'm in exile in my city. Pray to the Lord for it, for if it prospers, you too will prosper. So that sense of our well-being is tied to the well-being of the city. We're not simply isolated out as Christians or attacking the city, or retreating—we're actively engaged in the welfare. So we we just said if we could mobilize 15,000, it was an audacious goal, yeah. Jesus followers to love and serve Portland over about a six-month period before this big Christian music festival, where Dad was going to proclaim the good news of Jesus. What would happen? What could we do? And and I wish I had the time to tell you the stories, but many things began to change. The favor began to rise. The negative stereotypes began to be eliminated. The trust was built because they saw people that, yes, love to talk about Jesus. We did not hide the fact that we believe that helping someone encounter a relationship with God through Christ is life-changing, is transforming for them and their family. We didn't hide that. But we also said, We are willing to serve our public schools and children in foster care and our refugee community with no strings attached. We're not doing this in order to sneak the gospel into every conversation. We made it clear we want to serve with, with no expectation, and then we're going to celebrate and share the good news. I mean, now the impact, that wasn't called anything. We just were going to do the festival. That was going to be the end of it. Our mayor came on the stage and said, this was the best community service effort in the history of Oregon when almost 28,000 believers served. Let's keep this going. So he was the catalyst God used to help us say, wait a minute, we can't just do a big service six-month effort and then a big festival and then just go back into our silos. What would it look like to sustain this? So that was our journey into this brave new world of a city gospel movement, a united holistic, sustainable effort of the church. I like to say to celebrate the good things God's always doing by his spirit, but then to say, where could we accelerate in the areas of prayer or community service or an evangelism? So, you know, our city is still challenged. We're going through a lot in this pandemic. We've been a lot of violent protesting going on in our city of Portland. And yet the church is together, hundreds of congregations, Churches, some churches at least, are growing and new churches are being planted. And the favor with our city, the, the church is now a go-to necessity for our city and county leaders when it comes to meeting needs.
0: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, that's very inspiring, actually. I love it. And um, there's websites connected to this, and we'll put this in the feed, um because um, you know there's a very clear great team and structure that's very inspiring. What I love about this story, uh, particularly for for you, Kevin, because you are part of the lead on this um, and the Plow Association, you guys are big and global, but you're investing heavily into local city, which is just significant, which is a part of our story. Part of the uh, Plough Association, uh, what's emerged in recent years is what uh, you would refer to as city gospel movements, I love the tagline that you guys use or it might be the encompassing vision statement, celebrating and accelerating the work of the church. Um, just share a little bit for um, our viewers and listeners um, around um, what city gospel movements is and where it's connecting.
1: Yeah, you know, for, so Rick, for us in Portland, this accidental, which so many of the things that the Spirit does are not hiring a consultant and making plans. It's just doing what feels like the thing to do in this moment and but that leads I mean, to the, the thing.
0: That's a really good point. So you, you guys haven't been strategizing around tables and stuff it like didn't that. come about that, exactly. Not at it, the beginning. Now I'd
1: like to think we have a little bit of yeah, yeah. strategy around it. But at the time, it was simply our home city of Portland, Oregon, this very radically unchurched place, What can we do to unite the churches and and begin to love and serve the community, break down some negative stereotypes, see more people come to Christ? So what began is simply, well, let's do more in our own city to maintain unity. We quickly began to realize, hang on, you know, if, if God's by his spirit is doing this here, he surely is doing it all over the place. We probably just aren't aware of it. And sure enough, it's been amazing in these last 15 years to discover an army of these city movements all around the world. And of course, you'd be well aware of that, well aware of that Rick, as part of the team with Movement Day Australia, there are, you, you would have to tell me, I know like in the UK, there's 140 identifiable right. united movements of churches in various cities and towns across the UK. In the United States, we're aware of more than 400. A person could go to citygospelmovements.org for example, to just see in the on the U.S. side yeah, right. a map of all these different examples. No one's controlling them. No one's running them. But it's like a, a grassroots effort to say we're better together. We're part of the greatest movement in the history of the world that began on the day of Pentecost. The good news is we don't have to create it like over overorganized. We have to say God by his spirit is, is, is always empowering this movement. The movement happens to be the movement of the gospel. Every believer that's filled with the Holy Spirit is part of this movement. But when you, can, when you can tell stories and make it feel like all of our individual efforts are actually part of a bigger movement in the city, yeah. everybody wins and you can begin to find ways to say, if we particularly work together on foster care or on gospel sharing, imagine what more we could do.
0: Very good, very That's brilliant and uh, very encouraging. Just in closing, um, Kevin, um, what would you say would be the key uh, values um, that might help accelerate these, what we're calling city gospel movements?
1: I I would say it really is having, I know this is probably a bit obvious, but that kingdom mindset, I may be struggling as an individual or my local church may be in decline for 10 years, but lift up your eyes and realize Our church is one part of the beautiful tapestry of what God has done in the Hunter region or in Portland, Oregon. And it it gives you that sense of lift to say, I can rejoice with this church that's growing. And okay, maybe they took some of our young people. But you know what? It's all part of the kingdom. How can I celebrate what God by his spirit is doing? We all are on the same team. And so we know that that's the case logically. We're all one in Christ, but we don't tend to operate that way. A City Gospel Movement gives a a kind of a a visual, a kind of a, a flesh and bones approach to celebrating and always looking for what is God doing in prayer, in community service, in evangelism. So you get the right leaders together with a shared vision that's not owning or controlling what other people are doing. So there's that delicate balance of flexibility listening to the spirit, trying things, this may work for season, this may work, but when you've got that heart of unity around the gospel, the, the, the structure may adapt, the, the focus areas of service are gonna come up and down, the seasons are gonna come and go, but the relational unity among leaders can sustain you through many, many ups and downs. I think that's the way God intended. I think it's what meant, is meant by being part of the body of Christ.
0: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, just in, in, in closing, I'll get just a, uh, a final comment. Um, just in how do you keep all that together? Is there a a platform, a communication tool? How do you kind of keep that?
1: Yeah, we've, we've you know, people could go to togetherpdx.org as just one example. We've simply, we have like, this is all volunteer in our case as well. Uh, we have like a prayer team that's just really made up of a number of key yep. leaders that dream about that, there's a serve PDX team. So it's those outreach pastors and those that are really called to justice and hands and feet work. A share PDX team, kind of our evangelism team that's alpha and Campus Crusade and young life and and key pastors that are particularly evangelism focused and a pastor's PDX team that keeps pastors praying together and keeping each other encouraged and accountable. So I think it's finding like-minded leaders that already share uh, a passion for a particular area, and and just gathering them regularly enough where they don't feel like they're part of a never-ending committee and voting on things. But again, each of those teams thinking, how do we celebrate what what's already going well in this area? And is there one or two, are there one or two things that if we focused our energies, we could have a season of uh, uh, of greater impact? Yeah, so it's you know. There's a lot of tricks to this trade. And I know in Australia, you guys have some great examples yourselves. And what uh, Ian's doing and, and uh, Movement Day, et cetera, is a great place and a gathering tool uh, for how do we learn from each other. But it's, it's very relational. And uh, I find it something that keeps me going through all the ups and downs is the relationships with people that share a vision for my city.
0: Uh, that's awesome, uh, Kevin. I love the how you've got that structured, actually. It almost sounds doable. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure um, people will be very encouraged by how that's structured. Everyone structured a little bit different, but that uh, is brilliant. So, um, well, thank you, Kevin, for um, giving us some of your time. And uh, thank you for the great investment that uh, the uh, Lewis Palau Association is having uh, globally uh, but also leaning into the city gospel movement space is very significant and uh, mm-hmm. building resource and connecting um, cities. Um, it's, it's very significant and, and very much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to yourself for being with us. Uh, it's been great. And um, give our um, heartfelt thanks to the team over there um, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Will do. Thank you, Rick. Hey, it's uh, been wonderful. Thank you, Kevin, for the conversation. Uh, I'm sure our viewers that, um, that are connected to this feed through Movement Day Australia have been uh, greatly encouraged um, by your input and um, actions, actually. It's not just theoretical. <laughs> um, you're applying things. So um, so on behalf of Movement Day Australia, mate, thank you very much for being with us.
1: Thank you, Rick, and the whole Movement uh, the Australia game.